Hey everybody, this is Anquanise back with season two of the Generation of Curse Breakers. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to season two of the Generation of Curse Breakers podcast. And I am so excited, so excited for um, the new season, new ideas, new conversations. But this is a disclaimer before we get started, before we dig into today's topic. Um, Season two is going to be a little bit more raw, a little bit more blunt, a little bit more personal. I had gave y'all bits and pieces of why the generation of curse breakers came along, gave y'all bits and pieces of my personal healing process, my personal um, events that happened into my life. And season two, I want to go a little deeper. Season two, I actually want to talk about a little bit more, some stuff that the church is scared to talk about, some stuff that our community, black, white, Hispanic, whatever your nationality is, whatever we are scared to talk about it, I really want to get to it this year. And today's episode is a little bit deeper than what people know um so today's episode is soul ties with the dead and I feel that my generation kind of got a knowledge of soul ties but they do not understand the depth of it they do not understand that a soul tie is not just a sexual thing you can have the soul tie with somebody emotionally physically mentally um spiritually you can have a soul tie and all soul ties can't all soul ties aren't bad so we're going to get into that and um when i say dead i mean emotionally dead people i mean spiritually dead i mean mentally and and in some cases and in my case and i'm going to be very transparent on this podcast um when i do speak of dead i do mean those that we have lost this year and then the previous years so we're going to dive right in today. So um, I first want to say to everybody that when you listen to this podcast, um, I want to first apologize for all of the things that I haven't said to people personally about issues that were going on with me personally. And also, I want to apologize for those who understand this topic too well that we have put ourselves in a cocoon we have put ourselves under a rock because we're scared to unleash the things that we felt that we deserve from that person I want to apologize on that person behalf simply because we may never get that apology and whatever it takes for you to heal I now want to stand in the gap for you to let you know that I am here and I am apologizing for anything that has been said or done to you that has called these negative soul ties and I also want to congratulate those that who that have healed through these phases because having soul ties definitely cause different phases it definitely causes different emotions it definitely causes different outcomes for everybody and I think that what we have to be more accepting of is accept that it happened and heal that has been the hardest thing I have done over the past this year actually so um soul ties let's let's dive right into today soul ties is something that people don't really have knowledge of sometimes people um just think that okay if you have sex before marriage and you're with a you're in a relationship with somebody and that's not a person that you're supposed to be you automatically get a soul tie and that's a soul tie and that's what people are talking about when they talk about soul ties and honestly that's not 
all of it. Um, There are moments in our life that we create our own soul ties with our past. And I feel that um, the word or the common uh, phrase used is, I want my soulmate. I honestly believe that everybody... um, has a soulmate but I think we need to use a different term because soulmate is is a little deep to me um I take any type of intimacy very very serious and when I say intimacy intimacy I don't mean sex I mean any type of intimacy with friendships family relationships um work anything that um you have built a solid foundation on and you have shared in-depth things with a person you have created a soul tie and that's some things people don't realize um I want to just give the definition of what people may think a soul tie is um a soul tie is a phrase in which some people use to refer to a spiritual connection between two people in many cases it is either used in intimacy, emotional, mental, or physical common examples. I honestly believe that some of the soul ties that we create with people are very intimate moments, very intimate events, and you don't even know that you're in a soul tie with somebody until the relationship ends or you notice how toxic it is or you notice how positive it is. Some people look at soul ties as a negative thing. I have noticed that a lot of people that I allowed in my life, a lot of people that allow me in their So I noticed that a lot of people that allowed me in their life and I allowed them in my life, we had created those intimate moments. We had shared so many different moments that um, allowed us to get to know each other on a better standpoint and it allowed us to become closer, better friends, um, better family members, better um, spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you want to call better mentee and mentor. Um, A lot of people don't realize that sometimes the, the type of soul ties that you have is actually what you need to get over to the next point. But the first point I want to make is having a soul tie with a physically living person, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually, um, emotionally and mentally, spiritually dead. I noticed that a lot of people in our relation, in our generation is emotionally dead. And we put ourselves in these relationships with people that just have no emotions. You know, those people that's just nonchalant out of nowhere. We kind of tend to draw closer to them. And I don't understand why, but I had to understand from my point of view that the reason that I was connecting with those type of people is because that was the type of atmosphere that I was used to being around. Um, there were certain people in my life as a child that w- that I grew up around that were emotionally dead. I had friends that still to this day, we're working on it, we're progressing on it, um, that was spiritually dead. They didn't understand the depths of why I went to church every Sunday or why I believed in God or all of these different things. But um, they have been very open with me with this conversation because... I noticed that the soul ties that we gain with people sometimes can affect us in a negative way. And it's more so 
than sometimes, but it has affected all of us all the time. When you have a friend that is emotionally dead, it may seem that anything that you do for them is not enough. I recently um, noticed that in a lot of my friendships that I had or have, that a lot of people around me wasn't as sensitive as me. And it made me kind of like pause and check myself because I reevaluated all my friends and I noticed something similar to all of my friends. All of my friends have the type of um, father figure that I never had. And it definitely deters your mind from what you've been raised with and what they've been raised with. I have a lot of friends that had their father more than they had their mother. I had a lot of friends that had their mother more than they had their father. And I have really close friends like their family that had neither. And I really wanted to understand how did we become connected? What thing connected us so to the point that we were both able to um, build a relationship, build a friendship at that? And I noticed that where they were spiritually or emotionally dead I wasn't where I was spiritually mentally emotionally dead at they weren't and sometimes we attract the thing that we need the most and sometimes when we need that thing we have to understand that everybody's not here to stay and why are we pertaining pertaining to friendships why are we connecting with people that are dead what what is in us that is attracting something dead now when i say this nobody get offended but everybody was making a joke it was a joke going around on uh facebook when the fly landed on uh the now vice president of the united states and everybody was like, oh, y'all know what flies attract to. Y'all know what flies do this and that to. But I kind of looked at it in a different way. It's just like I started to view people for who they really were. And it stopped trying to create a character or a person in my head just so I can be comfortable. We sometimes mentally go into a world where we create stuff so that we are comfortable and I think that can be a reason why um people are so attracted to us that are spiritually dead and we're not spiritually dead we have sat here and gained connections and streams of things streams of different types of relationships and the streams are even helping us the connection isn't even building us the could like all relationships have a reason and it should be a reason why we are together. I recently um I recently was in a relationship with somebody off and on for some years and he recently just passed away um the end of April and it took everything out of me to get to the place where I am now to speak about it. I didn't know how in-depth our relationship was until he passed away. I didn't know how much I didn't know until he passed away. 
And it made me sit back and think about all of my friendships, about all of my relationships, about all of my family members, about all of my connections that I have. And it kind of reminded me of the time where um, I was watching I was watching an episode, a, a hospital episode where the lady veins was basically just like not working. It wasn't pumping blood. It was just like basically like she was almost dead. And it took me to that moment to show me that the relationship was already dead. And I was dying with it because of the connection that I had with it. Um, the connections that we build with people is so important. It's so detrimental to our um, life. It's so big. It plays a big part on who we are, who we're going to be, and what we're doing currently. I am in the season where people around me cannot be dead. And most people are in this season because we have reached a peak in the world where everything was stopped. The world was literally stopped for us to deal with these things. And to have a soul tie with the dead is like basically having an asthma pump with no albuterol in it. Or basically having an oxygen tank with no oxygen in it. That's literally what a soul tie with a physically or a mentally spiritually emotionally dead person so the with the course of this moment in my life um after I lost my um significant other at the time I had to come with grips of what a soul tie really was now I've heard about it my whole life. I've read about it. I studied it. I um did a lot of different things with it. But um I never knew how de- like how serious it was. I never knew how devastating it can be. I never knew that having a soul tie with a dead person can mentally and emotionally kill you. I never knew that not being able to get the closure from a person will put me in a place of having a soul tie with the person. And um I was looking up like what are symptoms of of having a soul tie because it has been stated in um many different areas and many different studies that soul ties are a real thing. Soul ties can either make you or break you. Soul ties can either make you into the person that you are destined to be or it can pull you further away from it and I don't think people understand um how in deep like how in depth it is I've been noticing that my generation um we have a lot of overly possessive men and women that's just that just go crazy even with friendships people are literally going crazy oh you didn't call me or oh we didn't talk today like they feel like they have to talk to that person all the time and soul ties has symptoms and I recently looked it up it says soul ties symptoms are usually the same as those which are often experienced by people after the end of a particularly intense relationship although these effects can stay much after the relationship has ended even years at times some of the symptoms may be obsessing about a person in your thoughts 
particularly during the daytime. Dreaming about a person or waking up thinking about them regularly. Imagining or hearing the person's voice in your head. My pastor, um, Bishop Tyree Beard, he said something so profound um, on Sunday, this last Sunday that just passed. He said, whoever has your ear has your soul. Whoever that you listen to, whoever that you glean to for advice, whoever has the um, authority to change your mind, you have a soul tie. And it made me take a step back because I was planning to do this podcast weeks and months before. But when he said that, it stuck with me and it just made me realize that some of the things that I I partake in now was because I created a soul tie with somebody in the past. It's crazy, I promise (laughs) y'all. And um, some of the symptoms that they were talking about, like obsessing about a person in your thoughts. That is a big thing. Um, Mental illness is a real thing, and I'm not going to touch on it right now. But I just want to say that when you start to become possessive of a person, that's how you know your soul tie has gained roots. Now, everybody knows every plant has roots, and this is how I view soul ties. Every plant has roots. Um, You plant that seed in the dirt, which is you getting to know that person. That's the first step of gaining a soul tie. You get to know that person. You gain you gain trust with that person. So now as you're gaining trust, we have planted the seed. We done put some we done put it in like fertilized it. We put it in some dirt. And now we are here and we're waiting. Well, while we're waiting for that plant to grow or that seed to grow, we have to water it. It needs water and it needs sunshine in order to grow. So what is the water and the sunshine? The water is the water and the sunshine is when y'all start to talk every day, when y'all start to go out, when you start to spend quality time with each other. We're watering this relationship because we want it to grow into this beautiful plant. But what you don't know is as it's growing, as you're watering it and before it blooms into this beautiful thing, it has to gain roots first. Anything that does not gain roots first, when the wind or a storm comes, it can easily blow it away. And that means it's not stable. That means it hasn't grown. That means it hasn't gained the thing to keep that relationship steady. It has not gained a foundation yet. So in order for a relationship to work, you have to gain roots. You have to water it and it needs the sunlight. So it... Even though we doing all of these different things, it's not going to be as effective until it gains its roots. So before you allow any relationship to gain roots, make sure that it is positive roots. Make sure that these these roots are not going to waver. Make sure that this plant will still be able to be in the soil. See, what people tend to forget about relationships is we're going to get into it. We're going to have disagreements. We're going to not agree on certain things. Certain things I may say to you may be stupid. Certain things you say to me may be stupid. But at the end of the day, we are adults or we are just growing with each other trying to learn each other but if that problem or that issue or that argument comes which is the wind and it blows that relationship away and we never speak speak again then that wasn't a good relationship it wasn't it didn't gain any foundation it was not meant to be 
So if that happens, what people tend to do with um, they gain soul ties, they tend to replant. They they tend to replant that seed so that it this time it will work because I know what I can and cannot say and they know what they can and cannot say. Not all the time every soul tie is bad, but not all the time every soul tie is good. We have to come into understanding of that. Breaking a soul tie can be the hardest thing that you do. Because you're used to talking to this person every day. You're used to being around this person every day. You're used to um, just being with them, being in their presence. You're used to all of these different things. But what you're not noticing is you're looking or staring in the face of a soul tie that is deadly. I kind of see bad soul ties kind of like the flu. If I have the flu and you're around me 24-7, you're eventually going to get it. So eventually, if you stay with that soul tie, you're going to be emotionally, spiritually, mentally dead. Crazy. So, <laughs> um, one of the things I also wanted to talk about with the, with the soul ties, we have to understand that um, with the positive soul ties, because we're just not going to talk about the dead, with the positive soul ties, it should help bloom something. Um, we talk about planting the seed, watering it, and letting it gain roots. But as time goes on, something starts coming up out the dirt. Now, it could be either good or bad. But when you have a positive soul tie, that thing that you guys are watering and burying and um, the sunlight and you're building this relationship, that is actually a thing where... You are coming into the person or you're coming into that plant to blossom. You're blossoming into this person that you are destined. So as you're getting ready to um, grow into the person that you want to be with this positive soul tie, it takes time. We have to be patient with soul ties. We have to be patient with ourselves um if it's a good soul tie it's still going to take time if it's a bad soul tie that you're trying to break it's still going to take time everything takes time to either break or develop nothing is given to you overnight i know a lot of people really believe in um a fairy tale love but if we really look at today's society and the people that we are and the technology that we have and all of these different things that we may may or may not have, we notice that everything takes time. Anything that's good is going it's going to take a minute to marinate and cook up and be there and be a positive outlook on us. But anything bad that has gain roots it takes a long time to break off and um one of the things I have been doing is I have been journaling my journey of getting rid of my soul ties that I have with friends that I have with um relationships with you know guys and all these different things one thing I had to do is acknowledge it I had to acknowledge that I am currently fighting a soul tie with the dead um fighting a soul tie with the dead can be very um tricky acknowledging that 
I may never get the chance to sit down with him and actually talk this out dead or alive um dead or physically alive let me correct myself either dead or physically alive you have to acknowledge that you may never get the closure that you need but you need to acknowledge that it's there acknowledging that the soul tie is there and there is some type of connection that is keeping you from moving on to the next step is the first step that you have to acknowledge you have to accept it um acknowledging it and accepting it to me personally is two different things you can acknowledge that the sky is blue but you ain't gonna accept it because you see white clouds you have to understand that there is like there is like steps there's a process there is there is time that has to be put into this because if you really want this soul tie broken you have to go down to the ground to the roots and pull it up but first you need to acknowledge that it's there the second one um is basically you have to decide what's the next step what is the next step after i acknowledge and i accepted this soul tie am i going to acknowledge and accept it and stay with this person or stay in this friendship or stay with this family or stay with this job or stay with this car you have to understand where and why and what am i going to do some people don't realize that sometimes the simplest soul tie can can be a trigger for you for example um i know that when people go through really heavy trauma even a smell can trigger them to go back to that place and what we don't realize is whatever is connected to that soul tie that is going to remind you of it you have to disconnect i don't care if it's people i don't care if it's your car i don't care if it's the so- the way you wear your socks how you got your house whatever you need to do to acknowledge accept it and figure out what you're going to do next you need to do that and pay attention to the things that remind you of that negative soul tie because if it's a a soul tie that is deadly and you're connected to a dead person dead or alive physically (laughs) it's going to hinder you from actually deciding what is the next step you might need to go talk to somebody you may need to go to a psychiatrist you may need to get out of town for a couple of days i don't know what you may need to do but you know what you need to do next but whatever that is you have to make that decision and be be real with yourself be honest be transparent with people um people that you trust let me let me go back and cover that people that you trust people that you know that are not going to drop you one of the biggest things that i had a problem with when getting rid of my soul ties was that People didn't know how in-depth it was until I laid everything out on the table. I am a type of person where I tell people bits and pieces of um, really, really my, mainly my relationships. Um, I don't really talk about my relationships a lot. I'm very private. You would rarely see a picture of me and my significant other at that time on social media i probably put up a picture of me 
and an ex one time and then I hurried up and deleted because it was just too much I'm a very private person but you have to have somebody that knows my biggest downfall with this relationship was nobody knew (laughs) I hid my relationship for a very long time I hide all my relationships but this relationship was probably like my first real relationship and I hid it from everybody I was so scared to tell anybody because I felt that as soon as I tell somebody about a relationship I'm in it fails so I kept it to myself when it should have been let me introduce you to my mentor. Let's let's go out to dinner with my mentor because I feel like you need to know her. You have to have those people that are going to cover you and call out those soul ties at the beginning. So then that way you don't end up in situations like this. Because if you have somebody helping you, building you, spiritually mentally emotionally physically they're there they're building you and then you allow somebody else to come and destroy all of that it's like a slap in their face and during this season I had to come to terms with that that all of my growing and my teaching and my um understanding a lot of it did come from the people that were around me that God allowed around me to be a positive influence on me I allowed myself to become so secretive to the point where when I was hurting I was so scared to tell anybody because they didn't know of and because they didn't know of it would be a slap back in their face because the of is what we already dealt with the of is what I raised you with so there shouldn't have been a problem with the of because I raised you I I prayed with you. We we prayed this thing out. We read our word. We did a diet. Whatever you needed to do at that point, and now it's back. But it's ten times worse. So you need to allow people to be around you. You need to know. You need to know what your next step is going to be. And with finding your next step of what your next step is going to be, you need to have those positive soul ties around you. You can't hide them for from them because a soul tie is more spiritual than people realize. It is literally a connection, an intertwine of the soul that people don't really understand. And if you have a, a positive soul tie, especially a spiritual, a real spirit, a real spiritual, let me say it three times, a real spiritual soul tie that is good for you and your soul. You need to have that person hold you accountable because if you die in this, it's going to take you a minute to get back together spiritually. That's why when people talk about soul ties, it, it kind of gets shut off really quickly because it does tap into other things with people. And sometimes the people, a me, that are talking about these soul ties are still dealing with it. And it's very important. It's very important to have somebody cover you during those soul ties. Um, The third thing I would say that you need to work on once you figure out what you're going to do, what's your next step going to be, is you got to forgive. I am at this stage. (laughs) I'm at the stage of forgiving. Um, What am I forgiving? I'm forgiving myself first before anybody else. I think the hardest part about disconnecting from a soul tie is 
cutting the strings and forgiving. Forgiving not them because we can forgive somebody, um, but it's forgiving ourselves. You will find that a lot of the soul ties that you have are also connected to other people that you have a soul tie with that you never forgave. People really do not notice that you tend to go through stuff until you learn the lesson. It may come back around 10 more years, but when you learn the lesson, it won't come back around. Because when it tries to show itself back up, you know how to pass it the first time. So forgiving is a huge thing because it ties in with your spiritual your spiritual aspect in life. If I can't forgive this man for what he did, how can I get a husband? How can I court or how can I um, date somebody or how can I build friendships and then date that man? It's very imperative that you forgive them and especially yourself. I would honestly say from my experience that I needed to I need to forgive myself before I I can forgive anybody else because I am I'm very hard on myself. I do not give myself enough grace. And that's one of my friends biggest things with me. They be like, Anquanese, please, you show everybody grace. You give everybody second chances. You you just do so much for everybody. But when it comes to yourself, you're so hard on yourself. You never forgive yourself for making a mistake. A mistake. And I noticed that with this soul tie, I just I'm having a hard time with forgiving myself. And this is me being very transparent right now. When I say very, I mean very. <laughs> um, I'm having a hard time forgiving myself because I felt that I knew better. And it ain't even a felt. It's I I knew better. Period. <laughs> it's not an excuse. I knew better. I knew what I deserved. Um, not to. I'm not going to say he was a bad guy. He was not a bad guy. Um, it was just some things that I personally lowered my worth for just to be in a relationship. And that had nothing to do with him. That had all to do with me because I made that that choice to lower my standards and accept what I wanted to accept at that time and it should have never been that compromising who I was for a person it should have never been that and that has been my biggest my biggest downfall and with forgiving and remember forgiving is for you it's not for the other person because if you're in a situation like me with um of having a soul tie with a person that is no longer here I can never go to them and tell them that I forgive them because he's no longer here. But also, if you have a soul tie with an emotionally dead person, you probably never would get an apology from them either because they are emotionally dead. So anything they say or do is just like, hmm, okay, whatever. So we have to get in the, the standpoint of forgiving ourselves before we can forgive anybody else. Um, the fourth one, I'm not at yet, <laughs> and I don't know if, I don't know how long it's going to take me to get here, but, um, it's actually breaking the soul tie. And when I say physically breaking it, I mean, break it. Any, um, gifts, any, any trigger to bring you back to that emotionally, physically, mentally dead place. 
that you were in, in that soul tie, you have to remove it. We like to hang on to memories. We like to hang on to objects that remind us of that person when we need to let go. Um, Once all the physical marks are gone, there can still be internal marks that are still there. There can still be um, emotional issues that are still there. Some people that have these soul ties were physically, mentally, emotionally abused in these relationships. And I'm not just saying significant other or partnership. I mean, even friendships. There are some people that are physically and verbally and mentally abused in friendships. And that is a whole nother podcast for another day. But um, I just want us to realize that when you have a soul tie with someone that is alive or dead, um, either way, if it's a negative soul tie, either way, it's a dead one. It's, it's dead because there is no life being pumped into you with a dead soul tie there are millions of people in the world that are dead mentally emotionally like it's it's sad to see the way that the world is now um because you know when you were a kid it was just like i want to help the world I don't want nobody to be homeless. When I get older, I'm just going to help everybody. But then when you grow up in the world, you start to realize that, oh, this is, this is what it is. This is how it is. This is, this is the lifestyle that people choose to live. Some people choose to be miserable. Some people choose to be emotionally dead because if they start to show some type of emotion, it brings them back to their childhood. It brings them back to a place of indecisiveness. They feel like that little kid again. So as an adult, I can turn off my emotions. So then that way I don't have to deal with them. People do that. So let's recognize those things. Let's break those generational curses because what people fail to realize also is generational curses can also be soul ties. There can be generational soul ties. And people fail to realize that. How, say for instance, um, a woman has a baby. And as she was pregnant with this child, she had a soul tie with the father, but her and the father are not together anymore. She never deals with that soul tie. And it is embedded in her as she is pregnant. As that child is born... That child has now been birthed through a soul tie that was never broken. So imagine a child growing up in a soul, a deadly soul tie between their parents that was never broken. So that child may never truly understand the real way of love because of the soul tie that was embedded in them when the mother was pregnant and the relationship that the mother and the father had. Soul ties are deeper than what people realize. Soul ties can be a generational curse. 
how can it be a generational curse one more time again another example um you can gain soul ties by material things also you can gain soul ties with things that are not as in person form but as in um materialistic things for example you can have a mindset of being very materialistic you anything that you wear has to be name brand so then you have a child and you raise this child up and say oh no we don't shop at ross we don't shop at tj maxx we go to the name brand stores and we buy our clothes because you have embedded that in that child that child now has a negative soul tie to material things so now they spend the rest of their life looking for a validation because you never told them how beautiful they were without the name brand or how handsome they were were without the name brand now they have a soul tie to thinking that this is the only way that i will be accepted by my family as if i get name brand stuff soul ties can be generational so i just really believe that if we deal with these things and we take the proper steps to healing and breaking these soul ties we will be better individuals for our children we will be better individuals at our job we'll be better individuals in the church we'll be better in the individuals as a business owner soul ties can attack attach itself to your business and that is something that you do not want if you have a friendship with someone and you guys have a business together and then something happens to the point where y'all break the business up there can still be a soul tie between you two that is bringing a negative income to your business because you have not broken that soul tie or dealt with what the real problem was before you guys ended the business soul ties can be anything positive or negative so once again um, the first step is acknowledging and ex- accepting that you have a soul tie. The second step is deciding like what's next? What is going to be my next move? Do I need to go talk to somebody? Do I need to move away for a while? Do I need to change jobs because he's there or he, she is there. My friend is there. My ex best friend, whatever you need to do, you need to make a decision and you need to make it quickly because this is like you're in ICU you're about to die you're in icu they have you on a ventilator they got a machine breathing for you this this is that seriously like seriously like so serious to the point where it pushes you into a coma so now spiritually and in your soul you're dying but you're just not there you have to deal with those things Um, The third step is forgiving yourself and them. We have to do that. We have to make the progress of forgiving ourselves because if we don't forgive ourselves, we will not be able to move on to the next friendship, the next relationship, the next church, whatever it may be. You need to forgive yourself and them. And then last but not least, the physical objects that remind you of that person, you need to remove it. Anything um, that you have connected yourself to you have to allow it to break and you have to break it yourself so that is our podcast for today i want to thank everybody for 
um, listening. Once again, season two is going to be a little bit more raw, um, a little bit more blunt. Um, we are getting ready to have some amazing guests on here. We're going to have some amazing people gathered in this um, topics that we're having. And um, I just want to thank everybody for reaching out and checking on me because a lot of you guys have been emailing us at the generation of curse breakers at yahoo.com and a lot of y'all was like uh hey you good looking for a new podcast a lot of people have reached out to get on the podcast we're actually going through and scheduling people now so if you would like to be a part of this podcast at any topic any moment you can go ahead and inbox us at instagram at the generation of curse breakers and we are looking for new people new all different nationalities let me put that out there um you do not have to be african-american you do not have to be latino you don't have to be just white we we're taking everybody because we like to get a viewpoint and i would really want to say this to everybody um this podcast is to show that no matter what age race country uh skin color no no matter (laughs) we are all going through the same thing and to build healthy conversations you can disagree with everything i just said but you listen to it so that's all that matters and i listen to you so if you have any feedback you can rate us on our uh, podcast pages don't forget to leave a comment don't forget to subscribe um very very soon in probably like the next month um not the next month the next two months we will be going live on facebook and going live on youtube all at once so um the podcasts will now be on uh youtube so that you can listen to it on youtube we already are on facebook we are on instagram so do me a favor um all you have to type in is the generation of curse breakers felt exactly how it sounds and follow us follow us for new updates new shirt releases we do have shirts and jackets we have been doing amazing with that we honestly sold i want to say over 300 products this year alone and that's amazing for me to just get started um so just just be here support it support us we're supporting other businesses if you like promos for your businesses and stuff you can go ahead and inbox us there and we'll put your information in you just need a quick recording of what you wanted to say and we'll add you on there so thank you so much for tuning in to our very first podcast for season two i wish everyone well and um wear your mask wear your mask because i don't know about where y'all at i'm in illinois and we halfway shut back down (laughs) and i'm tired of this and i'm ready to travel so wear your mask keep your hands clean and um yeah love you guys thank y'all for supporting us